Fantastic. But with that said, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another podcast of Marvels and Maniacs, where this will be the final prelude session. Uh, and so we have Garrett here with a special guest, and Lean will be listening in, playing his rogue, Cario, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah, Picaro. Picaro, thank you, Picaro. A much more unique name, actually, even better. So, all right. But let's go ahead and get started here. Oop. I think I know exactly what music I would like to start off with. So, bloop. Link. And. Fantastic. Hmm. Alrighty. So, yes. Keep in mind, Garrett, that your father's name is Theralyn, and your mother's name is Dior. So, our story begins in Draylinwell. Simple town with simple beginnings. A town known for its beautiful vineyards and beer gardens with good company all around. However, as this town grows with more and more company and people, shops beginning to bustle, more ambitious patrons wanting to start their own business. There can only be so much in this beautiful scene before things get a bit repetitive. So, we'll start with you waking up as something fluffy suddenly jumps into your bed, dragging the covers off of you. Ruff! You find yourself as light begins pouring in as the curtains are put open. You hear your mom, All right, love, time to get up. No time to double-dabble, I let you sleep in today. Oh, gosh. Thomas, I'm sorry. I uh, hate to not have a smooth beginning, but I'm on my phone, and I'm trying to figure out how to lower the sound. <laughs> You're absolutely fine. Stupid. Oh, my God. How do I, how do I do it? Okay, so what you want to do if you're on your phone, uh, and you can get to your desktop, is uh, tap the like where you see the people in the in the chat settings and then you'll want to click on the bot to, to lower the volume okay so here like you'll get here and then you'll like tap and hold on the on the person, and then like a slider should pop up. Oh no! I would, I would do anything just for that. Okay, you're just gonna have to give me one second. You're fine, dude. God bless. Okay, we did it. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Oh. I'm sorry. No, Hate you're fine. Thought, but uh, so uh, something fluffy jumped in my bed, opened the curtains, my mom was calling me down. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Or your mom came up. Uh, put back the curtains, uh, something fluffy jumped in your bed, and you feel the cover is being dragged off of your body as you are now no longer as warm. Okay, okay. I see. Okay, and it's a trial run on my on my country accent, but I, I am going to... Ooh! So, we'll have to see. I, I don't even really know how I'm going to get into it, but... Uh, That's how it works. Far, far from nothing, but anyway. Uh, okay. I'm coming down in a second, Mom. Jesus. I... Beg your pardon. Do not use our Lord's name in vain in this house. 
Sorry, Mom. I was having a bad dream. You startled me. I'll show you a startled next time if you don't get your ass downstairs. Okay, okay. Just give me a minute. I have errands to run, and there's no time to dilly-dally, and your father's long day ahead of him. Come on. And I'll let you give the courtesy of naming your uh, dog, whatever you think of a name. Name it Griff. <laughs> okay. Uh, I like it. Name it Griff. Come here, buddy. And I let him lick my mouth. I give him a kiss. Give me a kiss on the cheek. Yeah, I'm, uh, no, if we were in person, I would obviously give Garrett a kiss on the cheek. Um, yeah, no, your dog embraces you wholeheartedly in this little, just bundle ball of energy. I embrace him back, passionately. <laughs> yeah, um, you proceed to get dressed, I assume? Mm-hmm, of course, yes, and I'll, uh, go down for, downstairs or wherever to the, wherever my mom is waiting. Yeah, as you begin making your uh, way down the steps, uh, you hear your parents' tone uh, hush abruptly as uh, they both look at you. Hmm. I like it. All right, so I need you to go to the market with your mother and uh, get these ingredients. Will you not forget to get the brasenberry? I'll uh, be down in the cellar and be sure to knock before you enter. You know how I am about that type of thing. Horse dad, I'll make sure I take good care of her. Ah, you better. I'll have to break your legs. He gives you a wink. Well, I need those to walk and take her down to the market, so. Alright, you smart ass. Alright, be off with you. Alright, mama, let's go. Alright. And she picks up her bundled basket, uh, also having a list of her own. And. Uh... Mama, carry that for you? Oh! You're, you're such a dear. Thank you. And she hands it off to you. Couldn't do this without my legs either. <laughs> yeah, she kind of ruffled your hair. All right. So I need to go meet Margaret. Um, here, we can split up the list. And she uh, shows that you have in half. Uh, I'll get this and then meet me back here in the square in about an hour. Um, and here are a few extra uh, gold coins in case uh, prices go up nowadays. She gives you uh, three gold and three silver. Um, remember, um, just a bit more than we need, but uh, not too little. And no going off, getting distracted with your friends. I know how they like to get into mischief. Oh my, you know me so well. I'll come right back. Give All right. Yeah, she she gives you she gives you a hug as well. And uh, yeah, with that, you see her uh, veer off uh, into uh, the right. And the rest of the day is yours, uh, which, what would you like to do? Before anything, I think to myself, oh gosh, I'm so happy, how could anything ever go wrong? Fuck out of here, And uh, well, I guess I'll run the errands first. Yeah, let's head straight in downtown. And uh, so what's on the list that I need to get? The Brazenberry and what else? Yeah, so you see uh, Brazenberry, and give me one second. Perfect. All right, let's see what we got. So, you will need... What the fuck? Hmm, that's different. Uh, give me one moment, because I've not encountered this before. What the hell? So, wait, was that your, your dad? Yeah. That was talking earlier? My dad and my mom. Yeah, I'm trying to do tone shifts for the, uh, 
This is like a prelude. Okay. Yeah, this oh. is before uh, he oh. decides to oh. yeah. become an, uh, an adventurer, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Alright, wow, I really uh, can't use the site at the moment, so I guess I'm just coming up with the names. Okay. You need uh, Brazenberry, um, Brimble Root, uh, and a lodestone, as well as some uh, Nifinil. The essentials. Nifinil. Okay. All right. Well, I guess pick those up one by one. I mean, I don't. I don't know if there's anything particular that we should. Uh, uh, yeah, I'll pick it up and. Okay. Yeah, and you notice as you're going through this list, it is a bit different from what you're used to. Now, you know, your dad has been ramping up, or attempting to ramp up production with his uh, latest new beer ventures. But these are all Bramble, or uh, Brazenberry, you know, for uh, one of the drinks he makes that he sells on the side, or, or whatever, to people that come and go. Uh, but the rest of these seem almost more you think medicinal? Um, you can't quite uh, put your finger on it. Go ahead and give me a medicine check. Okay. Or a nature check. Oh, I rolled with advantage. Oh, no. Uh, if you roll with advantage, we will take the one on the right. So what did you get? Buff. Well, okay. Yeah, you just cannot quite put your name on it. This is just a little bit different from what you're used to. You can't look at the other half of the list because your mom took it off, but uh, you know that you can find them at... Uh, you can find one of them at the Smithy or the General Store, and the rest at the uh, Hermit's Shack on the edge of town. Perfect. So I want to go to the Hermit's Shack second. And uh, okay. if there's problems, you know, buying... At the, uh, the general store, whatever. You like, are cutting out just a little bit. How about how about now? Oh, uh, I think you're good. That's funny. I'm sorry. I wow, that you're way better. What the hell? Speakers are on the bottom of my phone. I'm sorry, I'm using my phone. I don't have my old computer. I'm using my work computer, and uh, I can't download things on it. Yeah, so no, you're fine, dude. I just explain anyway. So I want to end up at the hermit shack if everything's fine. Okay, so you go to the Hermit Shack. Um, as you begin to make your way there, you get a couple of waves and nods from other people in the town. Just happy to see you. I mean, you're um, you're Fairland's boy. Everybody knows you. There's mm-hmm. literally not a person in town that knows you. And as you're uh, walking by, you notice that there's a bit of a commotion. She uh, will begin to gather around. You hear the cling, clang, cling of uh, of steel. Do you? Of course. Of course I check it out. I check it out. <laughs> Alright, so as you uh, check it out, all of a sudden you hear uh, people whispering, Oi, I, you think he's going to beat him? What, not Marshal Verus coming through here? No, I heard he's looking for a new apprentice, though. What are the odds? And uh, as you begin navigating and trying to push your way through the crowd, um, you finally see it as steel, uh, short steeler and uh, blunted very pure alike, uh, move swiftly through the air, uh, just forming a dance 
uh, on its own level, never before truly seen by you. You've seen a couple people here and there uh, go at it, and, you know, the occasional person, or the occasional uh, fake wooden sword duel that you've had. Uh, but this is on a completely different caliber. You see what looks to be almost an adventurer, um, or maybe a just weary grifter. It's hard to tell. He has this long, shaggy black hair, uh, and two purple eyes and a purple scarf that wraps around, kind of blowing in the wind. And the rest of him kind of has like this um, very dark gray uh, duster attire. Uh, meanwhile, you see a nobleman uh, with an elegant gold V emblazoned on his chest. Uh, one hand behind him, the other arm out, just very easily deflecting uh, left and right all of these very pure blows that are coming. Like a deep V? Like it's showing off his chest? Um, like, think he has like a, uh, like a gold, like a, like a red, scarlet, almost mm -hmm. kind of like tailored suit on, and then there's like a golden V that's kind of been, uh... What's it mean? Movie. Like, do I know where he's from, or do I recognize the symbol? Um, you can give me a history check, or you can ask around to see if you might acquire... Well, I'll probably have to ask around, but... 14? Uh, 4 to know where he's oh, from. Okay. Yeah, so um, you, you've you heard of Veruz. His name has been whispered. Uh, you don't know the other fella. But Veruz is just a renowned fencing master. He had served in the military at one point in Zarathia. Uh, there have been talks consistently every year that, he'd that he would retire, but um, for some reason people believe more prominently he would now. Uh, he's, he seems fairly built. Uh, but you can definitely tell there's a weathered, a bit of an aged look to his face. But despite that, his movements uh, do not tire uh, as he just continue uh, goes on the defense of this unknown figure. Okay. Well, yeah. What what happens with the duel? I guess I, I'm pretty amazed. So I'll watch. Yeah. So um, as that happens, uh, what's your passive perception? It is thirteen. Okay. Yeah, they're going back and forth on edge, and uh, before you can truly figure out what's happened, every, you see people passing bets along the way, and all of a sudden, you realize there seems to be a presence missing from you, and before you know it, you see your dog uh, rush out through the crowd into the middle of this circle that has been formed, uh, and uh, it looks like Varus has found an opening. He's about to deliver uh, the touch for a point, uh, but... The, your dog just interrupts, starts barking, and they both get distracted. Uh, Varuz uh, slips, misses this unknown figure, takes advantage of the opportunity. Quick tap to the chest. One point to Vesco Kaladin, ladies and gentlemen. One point to Mr. Kaladin. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Great. Get back here. Uh, I guess I, I run after my dog and I try to get him out of there. Who is this boy that enters the circle unannounced? Make yourself known. I'm sorry, sir. Well, God, you know, I, I don't like to make a whole scene out of myself. You know, I'm a humble townsman, but I'm sorry my dog got in the way of your duel. Please, just, I'll get him out of here. I am sorry, too. He cost me a point, and now we are tied. Now well, sir, I have to try and go back on the offense to save my honor of my name. Sir, what is yours? I have no problems defending your honor. You're clearly the better swordsman. <laughs> uh... The man named Kaladin is off in the corner and begins taking a smoke as purple wisps uh, billow in the air on this cool day as the sun still has its luminous rays coming down below. 
I suppose you could say that, though I think luck's on my side. Oh god. Well, I'm sorry to interfere. I didn't mean to get in the way. Well, there's only one way that we can settle this. Take up my blade. And he uh, holds it out for you to take. Sir, I, I don't think that I belong here. <laughs> oh, Marshal Valer, is it so good to see you still have some Zarathian culture left in you after all after your travels? Fine, I'll go pick him on from the crowd. I suppose a win is a win one way or another if I do not lose. You there, boy, come here. Who? Me? I'm not... Alright. Being called out like that, he takes off his hat and sheepishly, nervously makes his way. You will take up my steel and you will fight his champion. And you will be mine and then it will be decided who is a better swordsman. I will have five minutes to coach you, and then you will go in. Is this understood? Uh, you hear murmurs uh, ripple throughout the crowd. Well, I'd be lying if I say I wasn't a little nervous. Oh, you should be. But you do not have to be, because you have me, and I am better. It is known. I have you in five minutes. What are you going to teach me in five minutes? There is a lot the man can teach you in five minutes. That who has mastered the basics can normally hold their own against any who has not. No matter how renowned they might be. Now come, basics. I have much to teach you. And he firmly holds onto your shoulder and gathers you away as the crowd kind of parts. And you're each in kind of your, your own little corners. Alright, now that we have peace of mind away from the crowd, what do you know about the fencing? Uh, I wouldn't say much. Maybe. I have worked with worse. You what? I have worked with worse. Alright, where do I start? He tosses you the sword. I try to catch it. Give me a slide of hand check. Well, if I'm rolling with this, it should be. Uh, 25. Natural oh, 20. Okay. Um, I'll let you describe how you catch it. But I will describe the feeling in this moment. You've never met this man. You've never really held a blade. You, you know, have worked with an axe, gone into the woods, chopped lumber, helped provide for the family. But you can't help but feel almost a surge of excitement begin to bubble within you. You've thought about traveling before. You've heard about the great fencing competitions as well. And as you catch it in whatever way you do, it's, you realize it's, it's light. It's a lighter blade and it just feels natural. Maybe it's the craftsmanship of the blade or... Maybe it's something else. Right, whenever I catch the blade, I, well, I'd like to inspect it for a second and then just try to mimic his stance and some of the moves that I saw him do then. And I hope with fair success. Perhaps we may have a quick learner. All right, not bad, but do not always try to mimic the things that they do. Every fighter has their own unique stance. What is important is that you keep any uh, shifts his stance so that his chest is uh, pointed away from you. Smaller target, less chance of being hit. Remember this. Always keep your guard up, and wherever your feet are pointing is likely where your blade will go. Is this understood? Yes, sir. Very good. Now, attack me. Let us see what you have. With the, with the blade? Yes. Do not swing. Jab. Alright. Yeah, I'll, I'll go for as quick as uh, three quick jabs, quick as I can. Jab, jab, Piccolo. Jab, jab. <laughs> oh my God! One, two, one, two. 
Go ahead and give me uh, two attack rolls. With uh, I'm assuming you have a rapier. Yeah, I do. Sweet. Oh, ooh, twenty. Okay, okay. Two twenties. Oh my god. That will hit. <laughs> oh my god, this is pretty funny, actually. This um, is a, well, yeah. Uh, yeah. Beat. How do you how do you go how do you advance how do you on? Uh, I guess I push off the back foot with my front toes pointing forward like he told me in my chest, like, you know, off to the side. And I just, I go for a stab. Um, I mean, I wouldn't know how, like, the technique, and I don't know the technique in real life either. But I guess I just take uh, improvised swings. I mean, improvised stabs. Yeah, again, it just, uh, oddly enough, comes naturally. And uh, maybe not so much as to his skill, more so to just being incredibly caught off guard by how quickly you've caught on. Uh, and he tries to deflect, but he's like by half a second off and you get some like very light touches. This is good. There might be more to you than meets the eye. You can use this to your advantage. Let us see. Come at me again. Jab, jab. Oh my gosh. How's he feeling? How's he looking? Oh my god, 1723. Jesus yeah. Christ. So, um, the 17 would not normally hit uh, as he just simply sidesteps and kind of gives a twist of his wrist as he guides your blade away from him, having complete control of the situation. Um, you quickly turn around, uh, almost uh, slashing, but then remember and twisting to go for another lunge. And he tries to parry, but it's not enough. And once again, you get another tap in and he just looks very surprised oh, this beginner's luck thing is really taking me far yes it is and his eyes kind of narrow <laughs> do I know you <laughs> I don't believe I know you so you are not aligned with one of the trickster gods <laughs> uh, not as far as I know sir I'm a humble farmer hmm you would not happen to be an apprentice to this Kaladin person. I have heard he is quite the roguish man. Uh, no, never seen him before in my life, actually. He is going to insight check you. <laughs> okay. Which won't matter either way because you're telling the truth. But. <laughs> okay, what role is this? Let's see what he gets. Yeah, he fully knows that you are genuine and... Uh, his deep frown and eyes of suspicion quickly turn to one of pride and joy. Perhaps after this, if you wish to... this? Perhaps. I may have to stick around for a while. It has been some time since I have come across talents such as yours. Now, our time is up, and we must go. Good luck. And if you lose, you will be indebted 50 gold to me. <laughs> oh. Oh, gosh. That's like three whole cows. I suppose that might be a little steep. I forgot I am no longer in the noble lands. 25 it shall be. Half price. <laughs> All right. Well, that seems like a fair deal to me then. Let's uh, let's go do this, I guess. All right. And give me one moment. Ah, switch. Okay, here we go. Um, That's actually. Okay. Uh, and then we'll have this one. 
Alright, you may be hearing from Songbird now, so I don't know if you'll have to turn up or turn down the, the audio. Now it'll be a lot less awkward now that I know how to do it. <laughs> okay. I mean, I did. Okay. So, yeah, you end up getting into uh, the circle, and you see the other person, um, and your pass is a 13. Never mind, you wouldn't notice that. Okay, okay so, yeah. yeah. You end up uh, stepping into the pit, and everybody is just talking around you, and you, you hear whispers and words. Oi, isn't that... Isn't that her son? Yeah. I've never experienced Say that one more time. I've never experienced anything like this before. Uh, no. This is brand new. You maybe, like, went to a fencing competition a long time ago, but this is, uh, very, very different. So, you know that Zerathians have certain cultures that should be upheld, even though you are in, uh, Ephra, uh, the land of where the sea is always bright. Uh, but you I, I did interrupt a formal duel between two people, so I guess this is what's happening. Do I we'll see anybody in the crowd I know? You can definitely give me a perception check. Six. You don't notice anyone yet. Alright, blinded by the nerve the nerves. Okay. Yeah, you get like an uncanny sense for a minute that you are being watched from one area in particular, but I mean, it's it's a large crowd and from everywhere you, uh, it just seems like, you know, chaotic. So probably just, you know, everyone's looking at you, I suppose. So you settle okay. your nerves and, uh, yeah. Okay. Um, the man uh, who had the purple scarf comes out. All right, it'll be best of three touches. Wait, no, it's not right. Because we got to touch. It'll be the best of one touch. Begin! <laughs> and uh, before you even have a chance to do anything, uh, this other boy who you've seen him pass but haven't really talked to uh, just kind of yells squeamishly, How about thee? <laughs> and uh, rushes you, trying to get a jab in. Does a... Uh, Oh, that's a natural 20. <laughs> Alright. That's all she broke. Yeah. Um, that'll, that'll definitely, uh... That'll hit. Be a touch. <laughs> that's unfortunate. But I will let him describe... I will let... Actually, go ahead and give me a roll. Because if you got a natural 20 and you got higher, I'd say you, you got him before you got No. Okay. Alright, so he definitely gets you, but I'll let you describe how he gets you and why. Gosh, I guess I try to take the stance, but uh, I try to parry like I saw. Um, God, I actually forget his name. How I saw how I saw my master do, I guess. Bruce. How I saw Eric do. I tried to I tried to parry like Eric parried me, but I I wasn't I wasn't as swift with the maneuver, and maybe I broke my wrist too much. And so, <laughs> Goes through, goes through. Yeah, you're, uh, the nerves kind of get the better of you as this happens, and, you know, you guys kind of dodge for a little bit. Uh, he just seems to kind of come at you with reckless abandon, and 
yeah, eventually he slips one in, just like you said. And you see money and some size go around, and uh, it's over just like that. But even with that, the way that he moved, it was just very unlucky. How? Because then you begin thinking back on it, unequal footing in the sand, and having a bit of a of an uplift that you didn't really notice before. It's, it was just, you get a really uncanny feeling that he was just unnaturally lucky. Alright, can I go talk to him? Uh, yeah, the boy seems stunned after he gets you. But I did it. Wow, that was a great game, you know? Uh, fair win. How'd, uh, what'd he teach you? In five minutes, that made you so good at fencing. I simply had him give a prior to Lady Luck, and she delivered. Hmm, what do you mean by luck? Can I... Yeah, what do you mean by luck? Well, just that. Lucky man he is. Blessed by Lady Luck and kissed by the neck of the moon. I guess just the better man and the honest man wins. Yeah. He gives a pat on the boy's back. This man named Kaladin does not say anything else to you. And leaves the boy. I, I didn't hit you, did I? Uh, sure felt like it. Well, I'm, I'm sorry. And uh, he realizes the rapier is still brandished and he kind of drops it. <laughs> wow, you're such a timid boy. You're such a fierce fighter. I don't think I am. <laughs> I would just rather bake bread. <laughs> hmm. Well, that's, uh, that's quite surprising work that you've done today. Uh, well, uh, uh, thank you. And he holds out a hand. Give him a strong southern handshake. Uh, my name's what? Pip. Haven't I seen you around before? Uh, yeah, my dad's from around here. My family, we have oh. strong roots in the area. Oh, you're, you're the new family that, that rolled into town then, last year? Uh, yes, that'd be me. Am I thinking of a different family? Uh, depends. What's the name? I don't know the last name. There's so many people coming in and about. I just I didn't know if you were new. I actually do not know. Like I I'm not. I will leave that fully up to you. Okay. Uh no, we've been here for generations. Farming oh, land right. since uh since they built the first building, the first oh. staff protected us from the cold. Wow. All right then. Well, it was a pleasure meeting you. I'll have to come by sometime. Where are you at? Uh, we're on the outskirts of town, in a, in a humble thatch house. Oh! Oh, alright. Quick question, do you have a final name picked out or no? Do I have a what? Final, like a last name picked out. Oh, I mean, I said Rouge. Rouge, okay, okay, okay. Oh! Oh, you're, you're the Rouge family! I had heard about you, but I always wondered where you were. Alright then. Bye! And <laughs> he scampers off. Okay. Well, I suppose beginner's luck will only take you so far. Hmm. Something did feel a little off, but... I don't quite know how to explain it. Can't quite put my finger on it. But, uh, thank we you anyway. Well, we can work out the specifics of your debt later on. I'll be in town for a week. We will see what we can do. 25 gold is more than I ever thought I'd have in my pocket. So... We'll see what we can do indeed. Well, it will not be going into your pocket. You will be working it off for me. 
but I will make sure that your family is made aware and that they receive decent compensation as you are away. Away? Yes, you will be splitting up tasks between them and me for the next week. Oh gosh. Alright. Griff! And I'm gonna give him a kiss on the lips. Say, I love you so much, Griff. I can never stay mad at you. I would love the dog too, except he cost me a point, and now my reputation has been shamed. I have gone to feed people now. Who was that guy? The scoundrel man known as Kaladin. I challenged him to a duel heal after he insulted some patrons and made them look like fools. But it seems that the rumors of his luck have merit to them. I am supposed to bring him in. And now he has eluded me once again as I have gotten distracted by you. Excuse me. And now uh, with that, he briskly, he briskly walks off. And the rapier the boy had dropped is nowhere to be found. You don't even think you see the guy. And Bruce is looking around again, talks to two uh, compatriots that went with him, and gives a wave as they begin to uh, sweep the area. So he drops the rapier and it's gone? Uh, so the rapier that the boy had, you yeah. could assume was given to him by Kaladin. Yeah, yeah. When he dropped it, Kaladin never came back to pick it up. It's just gone. Disappeared. Okay, yeah. That's when, that's crazy. How strange. Who, who would have guessed? Anyway, I guess I'll just go complete my errands. Yeah, uh, time has flown by. You realize that uh, all of that took a bit longer than you anticipated. Definitely got distracted. All right, well, I guess I'll run by and try to finish the errands. Right. Yeah, you end up uh, getting to uh, the hermit's house. You, you know, pick up the necessary herbs. Uh, if you want to haggle, uh, I can say that, you know, just give me a persuasion check and we'll see how it goes. But otherwise, you're able to get most of what you need. Everybody I don't even necessarily want to haggle. I want to ask them, like, what would this be used for? Like, what kind of ingredient, what kind of, like, what what would these herbs be used for in combination with each other? Okay. <laughs> Let me have him do... Silly. I will do that. You go into... The Hermit Shack. You hear a bit of a commotion. You think you hear a crash. Okay, I rush in to see what's going on. Just rush in? Okay. So, as you rush in, uh, you see one of the tables has been broken over, and there is a cloaked figure. Not having much height, or you know, really any burliness to him. But he has a dark brown robe with uh, dark green, almost emerald uh, linings with stripes on the sides. Uh, and he seems to be wearing almost what looks to be like a plague doctor mask. Uh, but with that, it gives off uh, like a very faint uh, green... Oh, sorry. Okay, he's giving off a faint what? Um, and as you see this, like, with the way that his robes are, um, 
he seems to have almost what looks like to be like a play doctor's mask at his side. Uh, and as he hears the door open, he puts it on, and the eyes are, are glowing almost like a, like a faint, uh, sickly, like greenish yellow. Uh, okay. As you catch the, the tail end of the conversation. Okay. As a family that's been here for some time. Rouge. Rouge? Rouge is his yeah, name? Rouge. Yeah. The Rouge. I'd like to know where they're stationed. And uh, you see the the old man kind of uh, back crystal against the countertop as they just slowly turn to look at you. Do I still have the rapier? If you did, I'd say it was sheathed. All right. Am I otherwise? Out? Do I have these stats right now, or are we just like, or am I like? That's up for you to decide. You you are like, narrating your backstory. Like no, but. Okay, one second. Let me let me call my mom real quick because she has gotten into some troubles. So. Okay, just I'll um, tell her. Tell we'll her be all. back after a quick or intermission. Sorry. What's going on? Jesus. Can uh, find a picture of the assailant here and bit of what he looks like. But the yeah, he's his back is pressed up against one of the tables. Looks to have been smashed. You caught the tail end of his conversation. I'm looking for the rouges. They've been here for a while. I'd Wait. like to know if. And they turn. As you walk through the door. Um, don't mind the lad. He was, um, uh, supposed to pick up a package. Uh, yes, uh, hello, Mr. Smith. And uh, he kind of uh, slowly kind of wraps an arm around. Just two old friends um, uh, having a, a bit of a disagreement, but it's, it's been taken uh, care of. Isn't that right? Um, the master assailant just doesn't say anything and just stares at you. You feel his gaze, even through the mask, penetrating you, uh, deep into your soul. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I did come here to pick up that package, so uh, can you go in the back and get it to me already? Um, I don't want to get in the way of what you two got going on here. <laughs> uh, no, of, of course, um, um, uh, Mr. Smith. Just uh, pick up the package over there, on, on your left, on the shelf, and um, let your dad know that the bitterroot that he requested is all there. Alright. Thank you very much, sir. Of course. And and tell him that old, old Hagmire sends his regards. Hagmire. Alright. Uh, well, thank you very much, sir. You have a, have a fine evening. All right, I'll uh, I'll run home. Good idea. And as you, I'm assuming you just get the package and get out of there. Yeah. Okay. Um. There's one other thing to note. Uh, you see on his cloak, and it glints in the flickering porch light. 
uh, as the sun begins to set. Um, a pin, a uh, bigger pin than usual, about yay big, um, but through it you see the needle, and three heads. Uh, one head seems to be that of a... Actually, I think I can send them. Hold on. What do you see? Yeah, so if you go to the What You See channel, uh, those are the pins you see. One These pin... Three? Hmm? These three right here? Yep, uh, in that order. Uh, the top head seems to be one of uh, a demon or some type of devil. The second skull seems to be more uh, human-like, but with uh, elven or orcish features, uh, tusks in the background. And the final one, you're not quite sure what it is. It almost seems like some type of machination, but you see the outline of a skull uh, regardless on this pin. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and run home. Okay. Um, are you just walking casually or are you sprinting home? Oh, I'm sprinting. Okay. Yeah, I said run home. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, of course, try and get out of sight of the place, but then I'm a, I'm a definitely run. Okay. Um. Okay, you uh, run with all your might, and as you do so, you can't help but as you turn to look back once more, you see the person, uh, figure coming out of the shack, and his eyes just look deeply into it as he closes the door and watches you run off. Well, that's unfortunate. As you're, I mean, you're, you're still a bit away, but you, you get the sense that he's just looking. Um... And eventually, as you uh, begin to get home, uh, you get uh, pulled uh, quickly uh, to the side as your mother kind of whips around and, There you are, you little rascal! Where have you been? It's sun's almost down. What did I tell you? I've been waiting here for oh, some time now. And then I hear this message you got into some fencing competition, and I, I ran to this Mr. Veruse saying that you... Gabe brought him dishonor by interrupting his... What is the matter with you? Well, it wasn't really me, it was Griff, but we've got a bigger problem, Mama. What could be a bigger problem than me having to worry Where's about you that? being... Probably back at the cellar, why? Let's go find him. I, we have something to talk about. Uh, about what? Says she kind of... Just come with me, I grab her in a polar and we go to the cellar. Okay, as you begin making your way, because keeping in mind you did say that your, um, that your, uh, town was at the outskirts, uh, and as you begin to, uh, walk back, you cannot help but, uh, smell smoke on the wind, as, uh, you see embers and ash begin to drift your way. Alright, keep running. Okay, yeah, your mother is uh, keeping pace with you as you uh, begin running uh, faster and faster and faster. Your lungs begin to burn as, unfortunately, the nice cottage house that you once knew, as shown in this picture, is, uh, well, not so much as that as part of it seems to be on fire. 
All right, can I can I break in trying to and call out for my dad? Like, do I hear anything as I call out? Um, you do not. Uh, but your mother uh, firmly groups your shoulders, uh, kind of trying to veer you off a little bit. Stay here. I'll go first. If I'm not back out soon, get help. And no, she, no, she... no. She doesn't. I grab her. <laughs> No, I no, mom. You're not going in there. Give me, give me a uh, athletics check. <laughs> it'll, uh, it'll be contested. Ooh, okay. You, uh, you beat her if just not barely. All right. Yeah, I, I, I you mean, You're not going to risk your life in those flames. I'm your mother, and I'm. Mom, there's no way that you're going in there. Um, at least not without me. You need to go ask for help. Go call <laughs> for help. And I run off into the building. Yeah, before she can stop you, you but you break in, uh, the side of her uh, drifting off behind you. And, um, yeah, you go in through the smoke and the flames. Uh, your vision is... Currently lightly obscured, so any perception checks you make will be with disadvantage uh, as the flames are going to go hotter. Uh, and you see that the. Yeah, you. um Go ahead and give me a perception check with disadvantage, real quick, actually. Okay. Should have done that. 15. Wow, okay. Yeah. You look, you don't see. Uh, you don't see any one uh, figure in the current vicinity. You do notice that there looks like there was a scuffle. I mean, yeah, bits and pieces are, you know, fall into the ground. Some beams don't look quite, quite as good. But you just notice that there's broken glass, um, a toss table, just scuff marks. You, you've been in this house for a very long time. And you just know that some of these markings and the way that things are laid out aren't just from the building losing its structural integrity. You also notice that one of the beams has fallen and is actually covering the uh, cellar door. All right. Uh, okay, I want I want to try and break into the cellar. I mean, like I know because I know my dad would be there, so I want to. Any any way in particular that you're? Uh, yeah, is there wanting... anything around to like smash whatever's breaking the door, covering the door? I imagine I'm not able to lift it. So yeah, uh, you see a uh, bucket of uh, water still off to the left that somehow hasn't been knocked over. You see your uh, hatchet from chopping the wood that you oh yeah thankfully yeah, did not bring back out after bringing it in uh, to sharpen it the night prior. Um, and you see some like a fallen uh, like a broken table leg. Oh yeah, no hatchet, hatchet, and I go at it. Like I'm going at the cellar door. I'm I'm just going at everything. Okay. Um. Go ahead and give me a Constitution saving throw, real quick. Okay. It's yeah. Uh, you didn't bring. You didn't like wet your clothes or uh, try to bring any type of mask. And despite the smoke inhalation that you're getting, you're fighting back tears, and you're still able to see. You're still able to breathe as well as you could. Um. But you grab the hatchet. Um. Yeah, go ahead and give me a uh, go ahead and give me a attack roll. Okay, just like straight d twenty. 
Yeah, as flames are leaping up at you. Eight. Uh, eight's not enough. You go to do it, um, but uh, uh, embers and flames scatter in front of you. Uh, it's just, it throws you off and you miss. It kind of glances off. You go to try again. Okay. Uh, same thing same thing happens uh your eyes are beginning to sting at this point and um go ahead and give me a, a deck saving throw as suddenly part of the wall uh collapses near you not 20 congratulations all right that'll be only two fire damage uh as you escape uh having the damage uh, nimbly getting out of the way, and as that happens, uh, it kind of hits the other beam, uh, snapping it back as it kind of flips uh, into the stone uh, wall in the the part of the window that's there, breaking it open, glass shattering around your feet. Um, but it looks like you can now get into the cellar if you wanted to. Okay, yeah, I'll grab the bucket of water and I'll go to the cellar. Okay. As you begin making your way into the cellar, you hear a... <coughs> As you hear a, a thud, you hear another voice encroaching. You thought you could elude the organization. Have your family here running your bootlegging business? It's <laughs> not really what you told them. <sighs> uh, do you listen in or do you interrupt? No, I definitely go in and try to... I go in and I try to tackle the guy. Okay. Okay, you're gonna tackle the guy. Yeah, you got surprise. Um, go ahead and uh, give me an athletic roll with advantage. Eighteen. Okay, you go to do that. Um, but unfortunately, even though you had uh the drop on him, as you go to do it with uncanny speed, um, and also probably your father's reaction, giving it away as he doesn't speak, but a look of shock. Uh, as he sees you, um, the man in the same attire and same mask uh, quickly uh, turns around, uh, tucking and rolling away as you just miss. Okay, I try to grab my father, and I I don't know. I guess I'm looking for the exit. Is there only one exit? There's only one exit. Okay, I look around for a weapon. You've got your axe. I still have the axe. There's nothing, there's nothing better. Now that you can see, this is a uh, herbalist and potion uh, seller. All right. Uh, what do you want with us? Should have kept your boy out of it, John. Which is weird because you know your father's name is Fairly, not John. Oh, uh, cool. Hmm. Like poison, you can talk about. Yeah. What what kind of equipment do I? I don't have any equipment written down, but what kind of equipment would I have? whatever you have written down on your character sheet. All right. Well, that's... Or unless you're looking for something specific around uh, what could be down here, but you're not okay. really... Is there anything so... flammable? Is there anything flammable? Um, there's probably definitely oil somewhere, but uh, it's on the... It would be on the bench uh, across from... Uh, and so you two are kind of... The figure, the masked figure, is um, standing before the, the entrance. You're on the opposite end with your dad. There's a uh, table to your right that would uh, seems to have a uh, variety of 
different elixirs and stuff, but you think you see uh, like, a, like a flask of oil there. Okay, so am I able to grab the, the oil or any health potions or anything? Any you healing? Definitely, you can definitely try. Sure. Okay. As you go to move for that, this masked figure is then going to attempt to use his uh, poison bola on you. Okay. Oh, wow. Um, does an 18 hit? Oh, yeah, it does. Okay. Um, and that is actually not uh, full 12 poison damage. Give me a second. I gotta check something. I don't think that is the right. Okay. Yeah, that, that is correct. Oh, no. Okay. I'm down. Okay. Uh, you go to do that and... <clears throat> um, for narrative purposes, I will say that you are not uh, fully knocked unconscious, but you are at one HP. Okay. Um, and as that happens, I will then need you to give me a constitution saving throw. Oh, that's with advantage. Sorry. It's a four. All right. So you are currently have the poison condition for the next hour. Um, ability checks and attack rolls. No, uh, I believe attack rolls. It's just attack rolls have uh, disadvantage. Okay. One second. Condition. Poison creature has disadvantage on attack rolls and ability checks. Never mind. So, yeah, you have disadvantage on attack rolls and ability checks for the next hour. Okay. Um, otherwise, uh, you are currently, your speed is zero. You are restrained, and it'll require an action to uh, remove the bola. As you see this weird device that you've never really seen it, it works like a bola. It wraps around you, your arms, arms become bound, and uh, wrap to your legs and you fall over, uh, feeling something sear into your skin as your veins um, bulge, your sinew beginning to, to twist and, and contract as you cough up a little bit of blood. And your father reaches out. No, no the boy. Please, I, I can give you what you want. We can make this work. You had your chance when you left. When you ran. There's no going back. Take your death with grace, and I'll let the boy live. Now tell me, where is the formula? Um, and still bound. Uh, you can definitely try and uh, take off. Yeah, if you wish. yeah, I'll definitely try. All right, as you're as you're struggling, uh, getting ready, are you? Your your father looks at me. He holds up a plan, or er, plan. He holds up a hand. Will, er, Picardio, it's, it's all right. Think of what would happen to your mother if, if, if both of us, and he chokes off as he can't finish the sentence. Father takes something from his breast pocket, it looks to be, uh, like a, a capsule, uh, some type of, like, I can't remember, like, um, like the capsule tubes that parchment and letters would be, uh, put in before being sent out. He, he takes that. It's, it's all here. The, the ingredients, the herbalist has them. Just tell him you're picking up an order for me. 
Oh, I stopped there. He turns to you. Head over the bag, boy. I don't have it on me. I left it at the house. <clears throat> he kind of runs a hair through the... or runs his hand through the hair that's sticking out from the mask. He's going to give your father a quick death, but if you refuse to cooperate... He brandishes uh, his gauntlets, which you now begin to see crackling with energy. You've never seen anything like this. I don't know what to do. I guess I'm at a loss for words. Uh, and as you're doing that, uh, the man steps forward, and um, you see uh, your father, who's now made his way uh, back a little bit near a brief, uh, bookcase, as he chink uh, hits something, and all of a sudden uh, the wall uh, to your left uh, gives way, and you just hear run as uh, your father takes out something, uh, which seems to be like a glowing elixir of a potion, I get ready to throw it down, and the masked man, who's there now, uh, turns, no! And there's a fiery explosion as, uh, as everything goes black. So I'm, I'm passed out. You're not entirely sure what happens. As you wake up sometime later, as uh, you feel your body being uh, rifled through, um, you're kind of in and out of consciousness uh, for a little bit as you see the, the masked man above you. Uh, again, same pin as he takes uh, the bag from, from your satchel or wherever it was and uh, begins walking off. Um, you're down on the ground, beaten, bruised, battered, but alive. You see your mom also passed out on the ground next to you, uh, but you see her chest rise and fall with a nasty cut over her head, and uh, you see your father <coughs> a blood trail as he's uh, as he grips onto you. Yeah, drink this. I drink. Uh, and as you drink this, you begin to feel the uh, relief. Uh, as opposed as the toxins are diminished from your body, whatever your father gave you seems to be working as another antitoxin. Enough. <coughs> I can't do myself and mother to the to a healer. Can I stand? Uh, yeah, you can definitely stand if barely. Well, okay, I try to grab them both, and I try to, is there like a cart or something? Uh, there's no cart or anything nearby. You, did, you definitely see some people uh, begin to, running uh, from downhill as they see the, the flames and the smoke and everything else. Oh yeah, help, help, help! <laughs> wow, the sense of urgency. <laughs> uh, but yeah, as you're, you're screaming, your, um, your father, uh, kind of grips your wrists as he looks at you. I'm <coughs> sorry, Picario. I didn't mean for this to happen. Dad, what's going on? Well, who was he? He looks at you, uh, his body bleeding profusely. Take care of your mother. 
that. Tell oh, me thanks. something. Tell me something. As his final words of I love you leave his lips, gives a final inhalation and exhale of air before his hand goes limp. And he falls to the ground. Your father dead. Son of a bitch. Dear God, why? <laughs> Alright, I gotta I gotta help my mom, I guess. Where's Griff? You look at Griff and oh, see that he's been killed. Oh my god! That's really <laughs> fucked up. That's so fucked up. Oh my god. I smear Griff blood across my face like a warrior. And I vow vengeance. Vengeance! <laughs> blood for blood. <laughs> this debt will not go unpaid. <laughs> I love and it. And I drink Griff's blood. No. <laughs> okay. Alright. Alright. <laughs> I give him one last kiss on the snout. So much more devastated about Griff than your own dad. <laughs> I know how to hit Garrett where it really hurts. <laughs> He's not on a vengeance for his dad. He's on a <laughs> hey, what did I kill your dad or something? No. You killed my best friend. Holds out a picture of a dog. His name was Griff. <laughs> oh my god. Alright. Is there anything around to bandage my mom? Or like... Yeah. Um, uh, you... Uh, there's, there's some stuff. I mean, you could... There's like some, some wrappings in, in one of the satchels that you could probably use. What kind of revival the, uh, spells are there in D&D? Revivify. Um, like, I know I'm not going to get that one because that one has to be done within like a day or something, right? Yeah. Gentle Repose if you wanted to save the body, which will prevent decay, and then could allow um something to happen, like Greater Resurrection. Or, or Resurrection. Okay, so what do I have to do for that? What do I have to preserve? Would I even know that? No, you would not. Okay. <laughs> you, you've heard like tales of, of people coming back, but you, you're not a mage. You've not dabbled in the arcade. Okay, that's fine. I grab my mom and I call for help. <laughs> yeah, they uh, they get there. Um, you see uh, the townsfolk beginning to call for water as they're trying to put out the flames. Um, let me go ahead and reveal this for you. As uh, you can't help but look back upon the, the wreckage of, of your home, your, your once beautiful, cozy cottage. And uh, for, you see Veruz is there as well, helping lead the people. He's, he's looking, trying to figure out what happened. Uh, it's just a bit of chaos, but eventually everything subsides. Your mom is, is nursed back to health by the, the local healer, who is, is a healer, but is not a high-level cleric. Um, she looks at you. What? What happened? Where's where's, where's Fallon? Are, are you alright? You mean where's John? I, I don't. Who's... I don't. Never mind. Where'd you meet? Never mind. Sorry, Mom. Feel better soon. I don't. She bites back a tear. Don't don't tell me he. He's he's gone. 
begin sobbing. Grateful that you're alive and well, but nonetheless still losing a little of her life. I'm sorry, Mom. I put an arm over her shoulder and give her a kiss on her forehead. She holds you tight. And after a while, everything uh, subsides. Townsfolk help you out for a bit. Everyone is curious as to what happened, but Kaladin's in the wind. They go back, find out that the herbalist has been killed. Oh place ransacked. And you can't help but having that image, the mask, and the pin seared into your memory. Now realizing there may have been more to your father than either of you had known. But also, suppose, swearing vengeance. Ruse comes up to you shortly after explaining that your debt will have to be worried and he'll pay for the damages into your home that I haven't rebuilt. But, should you choose, while Veruza is staying in Drelinwell before moving on, before even retiring, perhaps, he is an option for you to have as your fencing master. Veruza. Um, Bruce, Bruce, I'll never have a home ever again without my dad, or especially my dog. So, thank you very much. Thank you very kindly for rebuilding the house, but for me, I need to, I need to find who did this. Losing a loved one can be a very painful thing, though I would not advise for you to be reckless. If you are going to do this, you must do it right. And he tosses you a rapier, the same one that he'd given you during the fencing competition. Hey, let's do this. So it shall be. Take form one, and come at me. Jab, jab. And that is where we will end your prelude session. Right. Thank you, Thomas. Of course. How do you feel? It's good. No, I like it. It sucks about my dog. Damn, we had to kill the dog too. Because I knew Amy. my dad was gonna die, so that's not that's not surprising. It wasn't sad because I knew my dad was gonna die. But then you had to kill Griff. Griff didn't even exist in this world until today, so it's quite a shock. I brought him into the world, and I can snuff him out like that. Yeah. Dang. That was that was also a little unfortunate about the the battle. I thought it, I thought for sure that it would win the the fencing competition, but I guess he was cheating. I mean, you made it sound like he was doing something, but I had no idea how to... Honestly, I had no idea that would go. I also just didn't want it to take up too much time, because I knew mm -hmm. you had other stuff to do. Mm -hmm. So I was like, all right, I'm just going to probably have you guys roll like a d20, and you can narrate however you want. And mm -hmm. if he gets tired, he'll, he'll end up getting the touch on you. So I guess it really didn't matter in the end. But did the... the did Callaway, was he... Well, I guess... I guess we'll figure out in the future. He might, is he going to be a recurring character? Only one way to find out. All right, I see. Well, no, so you might have realized a little bit about the name if you read the lore. What? What? Did you Did you read the like the here or the people over now in the lore document section? No, I did not. Okay. Dang, I I at least haven't read it in a 
I'm gonna remember it. So. No, that that works out. Um, I'll say too, like for a future reference of your character, the name mm -hmm. probably sounded familiar, because Kaladin is a person of renown. So, and I did try to allude to to some things. Maybe he was cheating. Maybe it was luck, like he said. Who knows? I mean, you made it. You made it sound like cheating for sure. <laughs> I just, he was a really lucky dude. He got oh lucky. God. That's good. I'm really excited to play this character. So, it was it was a little weird to roll with, like, my huge stats, you know, for, like, a, a farm boy. So, for... it, it actually, some some interesting things to note. Um, while being, a like, an, like, a typical commoner is, like, their stats are low and everything else, which, which makes sense. But if you are... Even in medieval times, if you're like a hunter, um, or if you're a farmer, there's a reason they were able to defend their land from raiders and wolves and other animals. Think of like the tilling of the work that you have to do, especially if you don't have oxen. You have to do all of that by hand. Arguably, aside from their diet, farmers were some of the strongest people um, that were around during medieval times and they had access to a lot of different things and they invented some of the weapons that were used later on by by people and raiders because they had to come up with arts right they invented martial arts too right yes they they did actually so you having those stats isn't really too far from being realistic especially since you're young and you're living in the city of Dralenwell where you're struggling but your family is able to provide for you so like being being your age and, and going through all of that like hard work like day in and day out, it actually aligns a little bit better than you might think. Right. So, because the other person that you fought too was young, but he was very scrawny, uh, and you know, he said he wanted to make bread, so he was not doing like rigorous outdoors work yeah. with whatever his family was doing compared to you. Okay. Yeah, I see. Yeah, that's that'll be me in the. So is every character introduced li like this, like with a prelude? He did. He did a prelude for everybody, I believe. Yeah, that's just something I do as a DM. Um, normally sessions they won't be very different, but because the like for Garrett, for example, he's had experience with D&D, but he's not really a vet player. So I try to give a little bit more context into their backstory. So I think sometimes having more. Um, like going through an experience gives you a lot, like a bit more to pull from in terms of your backstory or like an event or like a name for like your mother and father. Cause that may be something that just happened in character. Cause you know, naturally your, your characters will be curious of other players. So now he's a bit more to pull from instead of just having to make stuff up on the fly. Not to say what like Garrett came up with initially wasn't good. I just wanted to give him a bit more to work with. Yeah, that's cool. I imagine that makes people like more comfortable, like get, mm -hmm. like getting into their role like that. That's cool. That is definitely the goal. So, and then um, now Garrett has, you know, his, all of his stuff and why he's going for adventuring or searching anyway for the people or person that he's searching for. And uh, yeah, and then you'll, you'll encounter the party everybody will meet in the first session on Saturday and uh, it'll be really cool, so. I think I'm so. hoping as you all interact with each other. This game was on like the, is it the eighth or the, it's the eighth, right? Uh, the seventh, I think. 
Because initially it was going to be uh, Thursday. Yeah, Saturday. So it's gonna be okay. Saturday. Cool. Well, thank you again so much. It was really cool. I'm excited. I'm excited. No, I like it. your I like your country accent. I'm glad you're you're finally doing an accent. You're you're growing, Garrett. I love it. Abby, what do you? <laughs> Garrett was just your, talking your normally like Garrett. Now he's got an accent. Your your accent's gotten a lot better. I could tell you were really really in the role. I like the vengeance. Starts coming to you naturally. I felt the vengeance. <laughs> yeah, I could tell. That's where I felt it. Because Griffin just died. Give <laughs> you a dog just to kill it. That was that was brutal. So, but I am super excited because as much as I love doing like different voices. Oh yeah. So sorry, Emily. How did how did you feel? Like, Garrett, let me give your thoughts because this is a lot different from a like a regular session. So I was. It was like more so like a lot of RP than actually having a map for combat and everything. But otherwise, like during that fight, I would have had like a map and stats and everything else. But. Okay. I mean, yeah, that was really cool. I would, I don't, I mean, I don't really know anything about D and D except for like what I just witnessed. But I like. I thought you said you had seen your friends play. Yeah, I did, and but they they all had like uh, their maps, and stats, and everything, and it didn't like. Get explained like they didn't really explain to me. Like I just kind of sat there while they're like, that's all I know. But I like it. I like it. Well, yeah, Garrett's got pretty accustomed to character building and whatnot. So if you ever want to talk to him, or if you ever want advice from me, like I'm, we're all, both always available. But I know Garrett is also like really enthusiastic about his characters. He can probably break it down for you really well. This one, I'm really excited. I'm excited to play this one. Yeah, I am. Ah, I've been building this world for so long. So I'm just <laughs> excited. Yeah, this is. You said this was the, the continuation of the the other world, the one where they like. Yeah, so I definitely have some tie-ins to to the first two campaigns I ran with, with my initial group. Um, but this one is a is a different continent. The the multiverse exists in my D&D universe anyway. So you guys will probably see some references here and there. But definitely like to build a character and hopefully join at some point. Okay, you you would want to I mean, I do have an open slot, so that'd be cool. Yeah. But You'll have to teach me, show me the ropes. Oh, I mean, you're going to You can stay, so cool. <laughs> yeah, All right, be super cool. Um, and I will say too, I know, um, like getting into, uh, a voice or, and I'm, I'm better with it when I have more people to work with, uh, cause whenever it's one-on-one, -on -one, it's just, I don't want to take too much time. So you guys can like go through it, but whenever I have a bigger group, like focusing on tone shifts and having a voice really helps bring the, the character to life and it'll be awkward at first, but I promise you, if you get a voice and really start like throwing your voice like this way or that or like really getting yourself worked up in whatever emotion your character is feeling it's it's a lot more fun okay i have to practice my accents yeah Ooh. what accent do you think you'd want to do mm, i honestly i'm kind of feeling a british accent maybe like okay. Irish, scottish or something because i've never i've never done oh. one i would have to look look into that and what exactly that sounds like nice no, that'd be that'd be really fun. I did a character. His name was Adam. He was a multiverse um, 
like uh explorer essentially and i gave him a british accent so <laughs> yeah cool. uh, have you ever seen um uh seven deadly sins yes i want to maybe steal some some ideas from one of those characters maybe Stealing ideas is never a bad thing. I encourage it because if you have inspiration and you know how you want to embody a character, that can also be really good too. So, but yeah. yeah. And also too, like I've offered this to Garrett, I'll offer it to you. If you ever want to practice voices, let me know. Doesn't matter how silly goofy it sounds. So, but now that Garrett has his country accent too, you can practice with him <laughs> and maybe he can start training up some different accents as well. <laughs> Can't wait to be country all the time. Oh my gosh. <laughs> now, 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 I hereby do so declare with this declaration <laughs> that you owe me two cows and a chicken. Now, now, I understand, I understand. You, you may have some some uh reservations about paying my dues but you stole from me and didn't pay the toll on my hero so we can do this the easy way or the hard way the choice is yours now 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 let's not get ahead of ourselves look my i don't believe i gave you permission to speak you son of a bitch <laughs> well i reckon you will not talk to him that way <laughs> or what <laughs> let me take let me handle this man better talk get back in the car in the <laughs> Back in the truck. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I've, I love doing voices so much. They're so fun. So I was actually surprised. Apparently, there's a voice I do that Garrett uh, really likes. Um, My favorite one is definitely his like classic. What is it? Do rogue voice? Like yeah. pretty much. So I have a really good character arrangement for here. And, yeah. Uh, All right, Garrett, I have invented a new wonderful invention. Sit down with me by the fire, if you will. Now, typically, whenever we go to taverns or anything else, we get, what, turkey and mead and the like. But here I stand, a new way to eat cheese. You take two loaves of bread, holding it over the fire, and you wedge cheese into them. I call it a cheese trap. <laughs> That's so perfect, That's dude. That is really my favorite. You have no idea how much I love that one. <laughs> oh my god, I love that. Oh, it's gonna be fun. I really can't wait. Is anybody else doing a voice? Yeah, actually. Um, Leon's got a voice. Veranda has a voice. You now have a voice. Lucas does not yet, and I think Ethan is working on one. But oh, Ethan wow. said that if other people in the group were doing voices, it would be a lot easier for him to do a voice. So I have a feeling he's gonna have one by session. Yeah, I think he'll do one too. Yeah. So, because Liam's got one where he's playing like a young kid, essentially. So he's got a bit of like a, like a young teenager-esque voice. I feel like it's actually going to be kind of hard for Lucas not to do a voice if everybody else is doing a voice. <laughs> and, and that's why I always encourage people to do voices. Because 
that is exactly how I started getting comfortable with doing voices. Um, I never did them for the first bit when I started out doing D&D. &D. Mm -hmm. And then, thankfully, I was introduced to my friend Josh and we got to play together. And he was the first one who I interacted with that did a voice. But he did it so well and it just completely changed the perspective that I had on his character. It mm -hmm. made me want to be better and to do a voice. So, and honestly, too, never, like, if you ever want to, if it's easier for you, don't start with something too complex. Just whether it's country or, or British or Irish or whatever, uh, Australian, start with what you have heard or you think you can do, like, very easily. Mm -hmm. And then just have that as a voice and tailor it to that. Yeah. You can do my Yoshi. Oh, my God. She does do a really good Yoshi voice. Please do it. All right. Okay. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's pretty good. All right. Talk like that. Yeah. I am. I am proud of you, Garrett. I'm glad you're. You have branched out to do a voice. I think that would be really hard to talk like that the whole time. Yeah. Might hurt my throat. Yeah. Oh my god. Wait till you hear the fucking voice Veranda has. Oh my, oh my god. god. She's a gremlin. She's she's a freaking gremlin. Really? <laughs> yes, I. Oh god. <laughs> oh my gosh! No, I was I was looking up stuff about the swashbuckler rogue, so I know I know what's coming now, and I'm I'm pretty excited. Especially for, I really want to do panache. I want to charm people. Hey, man. You know, if you ever want to work on, on some of that charm. All right, Southern Charm. Are you kidding me? My character's God like... damn, what? son. You're double caked up like an all-you-can-spank buffet. Oh, my God. <laughs> all-you-can-spank buffet. That's good. I, I'm going to just look up Luke Bryan or something. <laughs> Honestly, though, country, you can definitely use some stuff with a uh, good country. I feel like it's easier for me to, like, have, like, witty comebacks, though, if I'm doing it like a, like a British accent for some reason. I don't know why, like I, like accents also kind of dictate the demeanor of my character a little bit too, since I have them so, so tied, so. I see, yeah, no, I totally agree. I mean, just it's just you getting into the character even more, so yeah. yeah but also using like more, um, like eccentric words too, like, Razzle, dazzle, um, brigand, mm -hmm. just stuff like that will also kind of like help you, you know, have panache. So, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Me playing some uh, card. Thank you so much, Thomas. You're doing great. <laughs> it hides behind rock. <laughs> We're doing good. We will uh we'll hit it. We'll hit it good. I'm super excited for the first for the first se uh session. Yeah, I'm biding my time. I've been working on the first session for the pretty much the entire month, so I hope it goes well. Wow. So. Yeah, no, sure will we. Man, I'm excited to uh I was rolling yeah. really well. It was pretty fun. To, yeah, uh, no, you had some good rolls. See, you uh, were lucky too. Yeah, no, I was lucky. Without you. Without luck to Ethan. Okay, what was it? Are you gonna tell me like why the blade disappeared? Of course not. <laughs> oh my gosh! You gotta figure that out for yourself. Can I look it up? You can try. <laughs> I see. I won't find it then, probably. I mean, so like, this campaign is is gonna be different from the previous one, right? Because 
in this campaign, it's you guys are really gonna have to work together. You guys will be. I can drop hints, but you're gonna be doing some stuff for yourself. Mm-hmm. You can try and search up certain mechanics for stuff that I have, but at the end of the day, especially because I'm DM and I just make up rules on the fly or have certain things that work a certain way, and it's not a module. That's the best part about doing a homebrew campaign is that you guys really can't search up stuff unless you figure it out in the game. Yeah, that's fine. We'll ask around, see what we can, see what we can gather from the people. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Well, thank you so much. Thank you, Thomas. Of course. Thank you. A liar. Hi, Thomas. Oh, boom. Twenty three. Yeah, who is that third person I've been seeing? Oh, this is Kendall, my sister. Oh, that's your sister? Yo, hey, yeah. what's going on? Um, um, um. He's always shy. <laughs> Are you also interested in D&D? No, I tried to get her to play once with my I friend. Did, she I got, did. yeah, she played for like half, maybe a quarter of the session and I'll dropped do it out. Again. So, I'll do it again though. She'll do it again for, <laughs> for a little bit of it. I don't know, she's got, she likes to bounce around, so. That's okay. It's good. It's good. Oh yeah. No, no, it's not about forcing her to do it, but I don't know if she can sit down for the whole the whole time. Well depends. Exactly. Seven hours. Seven hours is not out of the question. No. I mean I'm used to having to run sessions in between three and a half to four hours and condensing mm-hmm. it. But our initial sessions would be anywhere from five to seven hours. And I had a way more stuff to work. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure our finale was broken up into three eight-hour sessions. Oh my god! What? Are you a teacher? What do you mean, teacher? Like a D and D teacher? We said D teacher. <laughs> He's a DM. Yes. Yeah, I'm hoping maybe one day uh, Garrett will will DM something. Then I'll get to. I be thought you were that. going to. I did. Yeah. I did it one time, but then with the last campaign, I was like, no, we didn't. We never ended up happening. The last yeah, one. Well, that's, no, well, that's different. That's different. Yeah. So, which again, like, also, like, whenever you, I would, I mean, I, I would rather you have more experience before you DM. But if you feel comfortable and you're ready for it, let me know at any point in time. And whenever I get to a stopping point in my campaign, uh, I have DM before. So. We'll see. Just know that me and Ethan are ready and we have character ideas lined up. So. Oh my gosh, that's funny. Okay, I do want to see it. I want to see you play for sure. Cause oh I'm yeah, super- I'm pretty excited. I, I have some pretty crazy ideas that I'd like to bring in there. So. Yeah, and DMing is fun. It's a very it's a good experience for me. I love it. I love creating intricacies to the, to the world and having people explore it. So, it's good. It'll be good. Yeah, it, uh, it's it's also great too if you have a consistent group for multiple years because then you really get to know them as players and as a group. And your DMing style changes because the way that I DM, I'm still learning how to DM for all of you, and I think I'm beginning <laughs> to find a rhythm, but it's it'll take a bit. As Kat said, I imagine she's not going to play ever again. But has she said anything? Oh no, she she probably won't. It's um, and I I had a so again, I wanted to give all of you an experience, but she has BPD, so mm. the nature of RP is already a lot for her. I don't think she'll do it again. So you made her play a character with, with multiple personalities. She created the character, and I was not going to be one to tell her no. So if she oh, thought she okay, could handle okay. it, she could, and if she couldn't, then she wasn't going to be able to. And I, I'm proud of her. I'm really proud of her for trying. 
Um, mm-hmm. And if she ever did want to play again, I would be willing to do like a one shot with her. Mm-hmm. But in terms of running with a big group, I would not do it because I know that she probably wouldn't be able to handle it. Mm-hmm. And I would not want to. I, I don't want to repeat it last time. Mm-hmm. My what? Yeah, no mess. So. Yeah, yeah, but uh, it was still it was still a good time. I'm glad that we were able to do it. I think everybody hopefully benefited from it in some way. Oh, oh for sure, for sure. It, it allowed me to, to know some stuff uh, about you and like Ethan, which helped. So I think it was great. Mm-hmm. So and, and that too, like you guys have some experience that you'll also get to play with people that got me into D and D that I've known since like the beginning of high school. So mm-hmm. that'll be really cool. You're- Oh, okay. Well, we're gonna go to my dad's now, or pretty soon. Right. So we're gonna go get yeah, right. Drive safe, man. Yeah. Thank you, Thomas. Of course. Bye, Thomas. Later, game. <laughs> Have a good one. Bye. Adios. You killed the dog. Of course, I killed the dog. Oh shit! Craig's still recording. Uh- Thank you for tuning in to Marvel's Maniacs, everybody. Have a great night, and I will see you on the next session a week from now. If you're joining us in this morning, thank you for gracing us with your presence of radiant sunshine. And uh, if you're listening to us at night, I hope you can see drift off into a wonderful dreamscape. Have a good night, everybody.